Hi, I'm Vanessa Gracia Cruz, and you're about to hear a recording of one of our weekly teachings on Maven House. Maven House is a digital community of women dedicating to growing their faith and making their relationship with God deeper. If you'd like to participate in these calls, ask questions, and learn much more, then visit becomeamaven.com to become a member today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Maven House podcast. I'm Vanessa Gracia Cruz, and I am here with Real Talk Kim, <laughs> a.k.a. Auntie Kiki. Man, what's in the going house. On? It's so cool because I I think it was almost a year ago that I had you on virtually for the yes. first time and that's when I first met you. Yeah. So the first time we ever met it was over Zoom on the podcast and you guys can go look up that episode but now Y'all really need to go here. look up the podcast though because we had such a blooper. Yes. It was perfect. It was like we planned it and we didn't. Yes. And it was a great spin off. I stopped it and everything. I was like, I didn't ask you that to get a confession. Because she started telling us something she was going through at that yeah. moment. I was like, I didn't ask you that for that. She's like, yeah, it's okay. And you are one of the coolest yeah. people I have ever met. Oh, thank you. Like, for real. That blesses me. You are, as as Gen Z would say, you are unbothered. <laughs> Very unbothered. Like, I love that. You can go through, even when you told me that, like you were going through such a hard season, yeah. but you were laughing, you yeah. were joking, your ministry never stopped. Nope. I, and know, I never breathed the word. Like I, I looked at, I look at, I, I guess I'm going to be 50 August the 29th, and I have grown over the years being a preacher's kid, hmm. where I would get so stumped, and I would let them, and they, and it... Uh, just steal my joy and, and make me have panic attacks and worry. And one day I just woke up and I was like, I think I was like 38 years old. I was like, mm, I had an oh hell no moment, which I think everybody needs to have an oh hell no moment. I love that. Until you have an oh hell no moment, like no, no devil, you're not going to, you're not going to do this to me anymore. You're not going to steal my peace. You're not going to steal my joy. There's nothing I can do about this and it's not going to take my birthday. So we're good. So I flipped the script and. Now I just choose to praise my way through for real. Hmm. Because nothing that I lose is greater than what God's going to bring in my life. Because he's not a God of deficit. Now, if I lose it and don't get better, it's because I'm in my own way. Hmm. I didn't move. I, I didn't forgive. I let what they did to me get in me. And so now I'm, I just really pay attention. I'm very intentional about realizing that nobody can steal anything from me unless I give it to them. I love that. So when you're going through a hard situation, what does that look like practically? Like what are some things that you would recommend? Anybody going through a hard situation right now that's listening, what are some things that you're like, these are some do's and these are some don'ts? Don't quit. Hmm. Don't don't stop. The, the, the first thing we want to do when someone dies, the first thing we want to do when we walk through divorce is go in our room, shut our windows, yeah. and, and sleep. And it nothing's going to happen. Like, like it's gone. Like whatever you're facing – that you're going through, the pain is not going to leave until you get up and walk away. Wow. And so it's realizing that there's something ahead that I've got to do or I still wouldn't be here. So it's moving. I always tell people, don't quit. I'm probably a P the PR's worst nightmare, you know, public relations, because they're like, just go quiet. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going to preach. We're going to preach through this thing. They're going to come see if this stuff's true. When they come see if it's true, they're going to get built with the Holy Ghost. So I just say don't stop. Don't allow yourself to get stopped by trying to retaliate or, or, or stalk or 
you know, hurt your heart over and over move. My daddy died. My daddy died mm-hmm. during the pandemic. I was devastated. Wow, I'm so sorry. And in that process, that's where God really gave me three years ago. God gave me that word mourn and move. Mm-hmm. You got to mourn and move. Yes. Grieving. Everybody grieves differently, but at the end of the day, how long are you going to stay there? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it hurts. But as soon as you get up and begin to fill your life with more joy, it takes away all that hurt. Yeah. It, 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 does, it doesn't mean it takes away the memory or it takes away what happened to you in the process, but it allows you to build bigger, better memories or a different version of memories so that you're not over here crying over something that's not coming back. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Joy is a choice. Joy is More a than choice. a choice. It's a fruit of the spirit, which means you can plant it. Yes. You can water it. You can cultivate it. And I think something that happens to us a lot is we act as though joy is something that walks in and out of our life without yes. any of our control. Right? And so it's like if something bad is happening, then, well, I guess yeah, I can't be joyful. Yeah. And so how do you combat that way of thinking? Like how, oh. how did that switch happen in your life? You know, I, I remember whenever I had the reality, I was laying in my bed in 2006, and I was – just a victim in my own story. I'd walked through a divorce mm. after my, my 18-year marriage ended, and I was devastated because I never saw myself being here, you know? And I was like, oh, my God, like 18 years, and I loved his guts. Mm. And nobody in my family, I mean, we're going to go to hell on a slip and slide. You know, I was raised very, very strict, religious, uh, United Pentecostal. And I was laying in that bed one night. Now, I was used to shouting and falling in the floor and, uh, you know, shouting the Bobby Benz out. And God would just be a genie in a bottle and fix it. So I thought until I hit that place where I had to realize that there's nothing that's going to happen here that unless I assist God in it. And so I was praying one night. I was like, God, take this pain away. And he was like, I can't take it away. You got to get up and walk away from it. Because a miracle is easy to get, but it's hard to keep. And so God can give you a miracle, take away that abusive husband. But if you call him back when you're watching Notebook and you want somebody to snuggle with, there you go. The miracle's gone. And the only reason you did that was because you don't believe you deserve the miracle. Wow. Uh, God can deliver you from so many things. And we always go back and open that door because somewhere in us, we feel like that was all we were worth. And so therefore, the miracle's not. So we got to get up and walk away. We got we to gotta have hard cry. In fact, in my inner circle, I have a uh, inner circle. I tell them, melt, have a meltdown. Don't be hard. Don't don't let yourself be get bitter. This is me. Take it or leave it. Cause we all leaving it. Yeah. You know, don't don't get bitter. You know? <laughs> we all leaving it. We leaving it. We 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 leaving it. But have a strong cry, like one of those cries, like, don't this stinks. This stinks. Like just cry. Take a week. You know, lay in your bed. Do what you got to do. But a week's max. Yeah, I'm give yourself you to get a up. deadline. Yes. And so that's how I do it. I realize that that my praise is not contingent on the bad choices I made or spiritual warfare or, you know, a, a, a person that I thought was loyal that turned horrible on me. They, didn't, they can't take what I won't give them. So I just choose not to. I'll slide down the back door like a drama queen, you know, (laughs) and then I'll get up and be like, let's go, let's go, let's, let's, let's do this thing because devil, you wouldn't be fighting me if there wasn't something amazing that you know about Mm -hmm. because thieves don't rob empty vaults. 
Absolutely. And so... And I'm so glad you're sharing that with us because I think sometimes people would look at what you post on Instagram or what you post on TikTok and they'll be like, she's never gone through anything a day in her life. You know, just because you're happy. I think that's what people think, you know. Like it makes people Somebody's mad. so positive, they must have never gone through pain. But what I'm hearing from you is, Oof. yes, I've gone through things. If you only I just knew. know how to go through things. Yes. And, and of course, it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the trials that I've walked through. Uh, now I just don't stay down as long, but I have literally screwed my life up a few times. <laughs> Can we say that on your so it's podcast? Not, absolutely. It's not just the things that happened to you. Yes, I did to it. Things. Like I, I was never one to be like, oh, I should do it. Okay, you know, I was like jump head first. Like, tell me I can't do it while I'm free falling. <laughs> I never looked at the future. You know, like. Yes, I do. I didn't look at what if their character can't keep up with your purpose that God's going to give you, Kim. Mm -hmm. I never looked at the future like that until I got in my 40s. Can you believe that? (laughs) Like, I was was a very angry preacher's kid that Mm -hmm. had seen a lot, and I just just was trying to prove a point. And and about 40 years old is when my life just shifted. 36, I hit rock bottom and found out the rock at the bottom. The rock at the bottom was Jesus. And then about 40s when I was, man, I was, if I, if a mosquito would have bit me, it would have got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> like, I went all the way in. So now, yeah, it looks that way. But, I mean, I walked through, gosh, a, a horrible breakup three years ago. I walked through my daddy dying three years ago, three months apart. And nobody on social media ever saw a thing, and it wasn't faking it. It was, this is not going to take me down. Mm. And I would cry. When I needed to cry, and I would, I would, you know, went and saw a therapist at Gateway for two weeks, Gateway Church, you know, they have pastors, and I just got myself really talked it through. Didn't, didn't, thank God I was in a pandemic, so I wasn't ministering. Mm-hmm. Gave me a time That's to heal, right. yeah. And I just re restarted. And so it's not that I haven't gone through anything, it's just that I realize that as long as I have a pulse, God, you've got a plan. Mm-hmm. And so it's contingent on my surrender. And this ride I'm on is way, way fun compared to the ride when I wouldn't surrender. And how, how, does, how do you see, like if we think of it as a before and an after, because I love how you talk about, you know, the, pastor, the pastor's kid <laughs> growing up, how do you see God differently? Because I feel like we have an image yes. when we grow up in church you, of God. Yes. And it's not who he really is. No, I thought he was mean. Hmm. Like, I, I, as soon as we'd get in a prayer room, my mom it would, I mean, she pinched me my whole life. I couldn't even talk in church. She'd be pinching Sweet my leg off. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and every time she'd start to pray, she'd start rocking and she'd be <gasps> it's just snotting, crying. You know, like one of them old grandma pre- uh, prayer warriors. And I'm thinking, why does she have to cry like this to get your attention? You know, and then I would watch all of these people in our choir. One glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. And I'm thinking, I gotta go to heaven with these people. This is gonna stink. And so I the 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 idea of God growing up was I saw way too much because I was programmed to believe that they were God. You know, they were an example of God. And so when I hit my divorce and I really started having to find Kim, like for the first time in my life, I was alone. 
you know, with two kids that needed me to get up, I found God. And I, I mean, me and him would have thug parties. Like, you know, I was, I was hood and holy. I was, <laughs> you know, and he talked to me like, are you done? You, are you ready? Because we can do this as long as you want to. You want to stay angry? You want to, you want, you, you want to keep praying for him to die with a train? We can stay here, you know, because I was just hurt. I wanted him to hurt. I wanted them to hurt. And in that process, I was like, no, nah, this ain't no fun. And I remember I just started saying, I remember laying in my bed, 38, God, I want to forgive. Yeah. But I don't know how. I'm very angry at these church saints that are hypocrites. <laughs> and, you know, just... I need healing. And I prayed that prayer every day for probably three months. And I want to like people because I hate people. So while you're at it, helping me forgive, <laughs> help me like people. And, man, when I tell you he did a work in my life, I, 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 I intentionally for, for six solid months, one hour going to work and one hour coming home, I would listen to nothing but preaching, mm. which was huge for me because I didn't listen yet. Yeah, you know, it just, that wasn't what I liked. And I'm telling you, I literally watched in those six months. God took all that depression away. He broke down the scales in my life. I went to a deliverance person. I mean, I had this lady like, Kim, I really think you need to go through deliverance. I said, I ain't going. I am not going to be one all over the floor. I'm, I'm just not going to be drooling everywhere. I don't want to be coughing stuff up because that's what... I thought deliverance was this what happened in our church. And she was like, no, God ain't like that. Her name was Julie. And she said, no, God ain't like that. And I'm like, you mean he's, he's not getting me back because I was bad in baby heaven? And she said, no. She said, this is because you've got a call of God on your life, which I knew, everybody told me. But this little Julie, she, was, she didn't know me. You know, she yeah. was just a sweet angel God sent. And I went and sat with this dude named H.O., her friend, and for like four hours, the most peaceful. I sound like I was a whole problem. <laughs> so, no, you sound no. like they need to do a whole exorcist on me. But I went and sat for four hours, and literally the most purifying, freeing. I never was the same. Wow. When I walked out of that room in those six months, I completely went from. I looked twenty years younger. It was like everything. You were renewed. Oh, my gosh. Like, I looked at pictures. I was like, I look like I was 70. Because I had carried all of this weight of that unforgiveness and anger and anger. And all of a sudden, I had released it. And I walked out of that place, and I was completely never the same. Ever. Like, I, I fell in love with people. Like, loving people is my favorite hobby on the planet. Like, I, I love loving God's people and I don't give up on them like I have this I would tell God God I want you to make me love people so much because I never felt like I had that when I was walking through because people they would ride with you as yeah. long as they, you got gas in the car the minute that gas runs mm. out where are they at come on right they got you open as long as you can give them something and I just found myself with nothing and nobody and it was God you know that separation was definitely elevation for me and, um, yeah, so I just found God in that, and I know exactly what to do now. This is how I fight my vitals. Mm -hmm. We're going to sing it or we're going to do it. 
Are we going to cry over it? We're going to be a victim in our own story for the rest of our lives? We're really going to walk around bleeding on people that didn't cut us forever? Mm. And loving the attention that broken gets us, are we going to really just get healed? Yeah. Because it's beautiful. And and I love that because what I'm hearing is that you aggressively solved this problem. Yes. And I feel like so many of us sometimes will just sit in the hurt. No. That's why I yell at them, Vanessa. I'm like, get your big old thick thigh up. Drag <laughs> it. If I don't say that every every once a week. You do. On social media. Get your get your big old thick thigh. Drag that thing. But don't quit. But don't quit. Yeah. And and we need that. We need to hear that. And that's what I love so much about your page, even before I met you, because it's literally that's so necessary. Yeah. Be, having to get up is so necessary because I, I said this one time because I really believe it. God doesn't throw miracles to the floor. Ooh. You know, sometimes we're literally sitting there on the floor and God's like, but why would Jesus. I give it to you? You're not, you're going to, it's going to sit there on the floor with you. And so even when I'm hearing your story, there's so many things that somebody can pick out of it. Like you went to therapy, you went to somebody yes. to do deliverance, even though you were a preacher, even though you were yes. in ministry. Because sometimes those of us that are in ministry, we're the worst ones. Yes. Because we're like, nobody can help me. I'll just, and, and, you know. we, and I think we're afraid that if we admit we have a problem, who am I to say anything to these people? Exactly. Right? Who, who am I? Mm -hmm. When that's exactly why you need. If we pastors would understand the weight we carry, because it's not just the anointing and the, the assignment on our lives, but we got all that junk from all these people that God's got us on this assignment with. And so if we're not protecting ourselves, so shoot, I, I get nightmare and preach to myself every day. Most of the time when I'm preaching is for me. <laughs> Same. And, and I, when you said you had your hell no moment, I, that resonated with me because yeah. that's when everything changed for me as well. When I started saying, you know what? People don't have to think I'm perfect. No. They don't have to think I have it all together. I think it was when my mom yes. passed away that I was like, it's okay if everybody knows I'm sad. It's Isn't okay that if they freeing? know. Yeah. And and that's when I just started telling people like, hey, I walked through infertility. I walked through death. I walked Man, through, walk through the valley lot. of the shadow Shoot of death. Down. But but I'm here. And you know what? You lost your mom suddenly, right? Yeah. Which which I think about all the time how hard that would be because my dad, I watched him over four years. Mm. Like we lost him and grieved him every day. I can't even imagine that yeah. you, so, so processing that you finally had to decide one day. Mm -hmm. I had to just decide to get up and, yeah. and, and that's what the thing is. And sometimes people, even today, they look at me and they're like, how did you do it? How did yeah. you do it? And I feel a lot how you feel. It's like, I just got up one day and yeah. said, there's, there's no other I don't choice. I cry anymore. There's no other choice. I have to move on yeah. with my life. Yeah. And I think forgiveness is the same way. I wanted to ask you because Whew, yeah. you've been hurt. You know, you've been through separation, yeah. divorce, uh, yeah. that church hurt, that people hurt. And I know you mentioned that you asked God to help you forgive, but what else goes into that? Like the person that's watching this right now, I got a lot of people that they're like, Vanessa, I just, I can't forgive. What if yeah. you want to forgive, but you yeah. can't, what do you say to those people? Well, you know, I think forgiveness is a process. I walked through something three years ago and it was, uh, ridiculous. Like it was mm -hmm. how, how should I have to give what's mine to somebody that violated so much? Mm. Right. And, and I, 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 it was the principle like, this is wrong. This is sinful. You know, it seems yeah, to me. it seems unjust. So unjust. Like we're violated because of a person that has no character, you know. Mm -hmm. And and 
that was probably one of the hardest experiences where I had to practice what I preach. And so what I did was, and not only would I say, God, uh, help me forgive this, because this person ain't even worth it. Like, he's, it's, it's, it, was a, it was free life college. It, he's not even worth me breaking like this because I was angry. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then now we've got social media. So the problem with, with, with forgiveness is harder because you see these people acting like they ain't never done nothing wrong, quoting yeah. scripture, right? <laughs> yeah. they're, they're preaching like they're saints, and you're like, what? I'm holding receipts, and God won't let me say nothing. And, and, and I heard God say, Kim, their character couldn't keep up with your purpose. Hmm. So anytime that there's hap- there, there's an, a moment where you have to forgive, it's because that rejection was really my protection. So I was behind it all yeah. along, right? Because we have to forgive people that hurt us. We have to forgive people that walked out on us and left us and left their covenant with us or whatever, uh, molested us as children. Mm-hmm. You have to choose to forgive them because there's there's a violation that took place there and that forgiveness is for you and not them. Yeah. And you have to realize that. It doesn't mean you've got to sit at a table with them. It doesn't mean that you ever have to even mention their name again. Right? It just means that you've got to let them off that that wheel. But he, God spoke to me. And he said, usually the thing that people need to forgive, in, in some sense, I was behind it. Because I heard conversations you didn't hear. Yeah. And I brought it to light. And I brought it to light. Mm-hmm. So why would you hold on to unforgiveness, which is going to keep you stuck? So then I started breaking down and studying and researching how the enemy keeps us hostage if he, if he's a coward. I mean, he had a whole hell created to 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 keep him in, you know, keep him and his stupid little angels uh, yeah. in in a place. And yet we walk around acting like he's under our beds. He's not even under our beds. He's not even omnipresent. So how does he do that? He does that by making us get in our heads mm. and begin to get mad at this person over and over every day. Uh, taking it personal that they're they left with their, your best friend, you know, it, it, you're taking it personal. In reality, there was nothing personal about it. It was their character being exposed. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, they're able to change you because you change. I was speaking to somebody <sighs> the other day, and I was like, "Okay, that person, quote unquote, triggered you, yeah. but you allowed yourself to be triggered." Yes. And for me, the biggest thing about forgiveness for me, I talk about that a lot on this podcast. And I talk a lot about letting go of offense. Because the biggest thing for me is I'm not going to let what you did to me change my character. I'm not going to let you ruin me. I'm not going to become you. Yeah, I'm not going to let you turn me into a gossiper, a hater, a negative person. Yes. Like, and I think that's what people don't see because of exactly, you're exactly right. It's like, I don't want to give the person who hurt me. They don't even care. Like, you're sitting here losing your life, mm-hmm. and they are not even thinking about you. I know that we want to think that they're thinking about us, but they're not. Yeah. You know, because anybody that can break you has no fear of God mm. because we're God's children. And so you're allowing somebody that is not thinking about you. They're just on to another victim. Yeah. And you're going to lose your blessing mm-hmm. over that? No, ma'am. So I, that's, that's how I learned to forgive. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. God, God saved me. Like this was a blessing. Like walking in unforgiveness every day is like going to your own yard sale and buying your own junk back. Hmm. You know, it's like regurgitating something that, if you would let it go, your life will be so much better. Yeah. There's so much freedom, and forgiveness is a choice. It's not an emotion. Mm-hmm. So it's every day forgiven, and I did. It took me a minute to forgive. It did. 
In fact, I knew I had forgiven when I no longer give a rip. Like, I was just like, whatever. Block them. God is my source. If I had a dollar for every time you told us to block I'd someone. I block them. And honey, what would Jesus do? Block them. Mm-hmm. Everybody is not your assignment. Yeah. That's why you're tired. Hmm. Let them go. God is not a God of chaos and confusion either. Well, I just think the devil's after me. It's spiritual warfare. No. Spiritual warfare, you hit it and go. When you're constantly on this, I don't understand. I just need an answer. You're not going to get an answer. You know, people that hurt you, they're not going to tell you they're sorry. It's just not coming. Mm -hmm. So you receive the apology that you're never going to get and move forward. Because I promise you with everything in me, it is possible to be free. It is possible to look at somebody that broke your heart in the same room and never even. When when forgiveness hits you, you forget. You forget even, like, 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 what do they sound like? Like, you literally forget you could be married to somebody for 18 years and have, and, and, and have kids with them. And then you forgive them. You can't remember what they look like naked. <laughs> That's forgiveness. God has a way of giving you spiritual amnesia. Yeah. But you got to let it go so he can refill you with greater and better and more abundance and open the windows of heaven. See, a lot of times we want people to, to, to die. But a lot of times... People, uh, God, God, God still elevates your haters, mm-hmm. you know, because how, how are they going to see how much he blessed you after all they did to you didn't work? How's he, how are they going to see you if he lets them die? Mm-hmm. How's he going to put them there so they, he can, they can watch you being elevated by God? Yeah, That's their punishment. Psalm 23 says, you prepare a table before yes. me, before my enemies. But that means the enemies are there sometimes. Yes. They got to watch you. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Thank you so much for being on with us. Yeah. And thank you for your transparency and your ministry. I, I say this all the time, but I, I just want to tell you one more time. There are so few people willing to be as real, oh. as humble as you are. And we need voices like yours. So thank you for never quitting. Super honored. Thank you. I'm thankful I didn't quit either. Because I wouldn't be enjoying this ride. Amen. Best, best days of my life. I always say I lost everything at 36. Moved back in with my mom and daddy at 36. Preached my first sermon at 40. Started, I wrote my first book at 42. I was working at Bloomingdale's at 40, making $9 an hour. Wrote my first book at 42. Started my podcast at 46. And I'm about to turn 50. And I just signed a book deal with HarperCollins. Love Huge that. book deal. Special ed. And I'm about to be 50 and I realize I'm just getting started. So it's never too late. So if you have been living under a rock for the past like 10 years and you don't already follow Real Talk Kim, you got to get out there, get her book, follow her, become part of her inner circle. If you've resonated with these things, if you just feel like you're a kindred spirit, like I feel like that, I feel like we're kindred spirits, um, then you got to go out there and become a part of her ministry because God's just going to keep on moving and speaking through her. But thank you once again. I love you. You look so good. Thank you. Oh, I sassy. Love you too. No, you're just a dog. <laughs> so proud you of you. so much. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next time on the Maven House podcast.